Welcome to the St Albans podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans. Hello and welcome along to another edition of the St Albans podcast with me, Danny Smith. Coming up, we will have uh, we'll, we'll hear from our very own health correspondent, Alan Bellinger, looking at the latest uh, health situation here in, in St Albans and beyond. But first, let's get the latest local news with your friend of mine, the marvellous Matt Adams. Hello. Hello. I, th- I thought I'd use the degree of alliteration you see. That's nice. Explain. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it works, doesn't it? It does. I use it headlines a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, okay. Well, Matt, this first story, I cannot think of a story that is more you because you have a love of, of, of comic books and graphic novels and the like. And, and this is a story that, that is very much connected to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I would arguably say it's a medieval graphic novel, um, being as it's sort of panels of... Um, mostly framed narrate, uh, narrative scenes with um, sort of com- a copy underneath. A bit like the old Rupert annuals. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah, um, you're too young for too that. Too young, I'm afraid. Yeah, where they used, you know, you'd have a picture with the, the, you know, the words underneath and it would, rather than speech bowls and stuff. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I get I, I, I know what you mean now. Okay, so, so the, right. these illustrations, yes, so they haven't got speech bubbles saying dialogue, but, but underneath is some yeah. sort of description yeah. of what the picture is. And what it is, this is the Book of St. Albans, which I'd never heard about in my ignorance, but it's, um, it's a 13th century um, medieval manuscript by Benedictine monk Matthew Paris. And um, it's, you know, it survived the um, dissolution in the monasteries and all sorts of uh, major historical events and has been in Trinity College Dublin since 1661. And what it does, it tells the story of the life of St. Alban and also the construction of the uh, cathedral, which was then an abbey. Uh, and, you know, the, how it was a, a centre of pilgrimage and everything like that. But it's quite graphic um, as well as being a graphic novel <laughs> in that um, it's got illustrations showing you know St Albans getting his head chopped off chopped off and the executioner's eyes literally popping out of his head at the point of execution oh and he catches them in his yeah. hand I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this right now that's that's surreal I know it's really weird but yeah. this is amazing right so this this um, is um, it hasn't been seen by apart from you know particular scholars for you know in any wide to any wide audience for centuries but um you know to get access to it was very very hard but now the whole work has been digitized and um in full color so anyone can see it um it's part of this um big project by the kaneji corporation of new york and they're um digitizing loads of medieval manuscripts and this is the latest one um so you know it's it it's just incredible that something like this that you know is so is such a precious work of literature and of religious study um now you can just you know click on a, a you know a button and and have a look at it and it, it is great that this sort of thing gets opened up doesn't it and and it's that now it's sort of it's there for forever because yes. because it's been digitized and 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 made accessible um so so yes yeah, so don't don't head to um the chaos city comics to get your copy of this but <laughs> but you can find it online yeah uh, yes you can all right great stuff um well that, that's yeah it's really good because because often as well these sorts of things perhaps in the past it was really you know very much you know the the the, the great and the good that might have got a chance to yeah see absolutely this. Not, i mean not the everyday peasant like you and i no no i mean it was this is actually um you know, um, Henry the, the uh, Sixth was one of the people that had looked to copy it, uh, and uh, John Dee, who um, oh, was, wasn't he an astronomer? He was the astronomer, and he was Queen Elizabeth's um, occult advisor. And right. do you know he was also her spy? And do you know what his number was as her spy? 
Uh, I'm guessing, it, yeah. It's 007. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Got a very interesting guy, John D. Okay. It's a subject for another day. I, I need to be clear. I didn't know he's an astronomer at all. I, I got your article in front of me and it just <laughs> happened to catch my eye as you said it. Um, but okay, well, there you go. That's fascinating stuff. So if you want to see the Book of St. Alban, uh, then uh, look for it now online. And uh, and interesting that we do this story today, which is the, well, today, the day of recording, uh, the day you might be listening to this, Wednesday, the 22nd of June, is the Feast of St. Alban. Absolutely. Day. Yeah, I think that's why they've released it. Um, uh, if you want to see a copy of it, by the way, Go to the Library of Trinity College, Dublin, and they have the, the uh, four works there. Or if you want to see the original? Yes. Okay, but, but you well, can... This, this, oh, no, on their website. Oh, oh, so it's their website yeah. that has this? Yeah, okay. Has. Right, thank you. Uh, we'll have more from uh, the marvellous Matt Adams in a moment. Time now to welcome our very own health correspondent, Alan Bellinger, back onto the St. Albans podcast. Hello, Alan. Hello, Danny. Great to be back with you. And um, we've got four issues this, in this month's Health Matters. Um, the nurses or less qualified doctors taking over from doctors in terms of uh, seeing people. We talk about 111, talk about memory and forgetfulness. And let's start off with a, a COVID update. So if you remember last month, I reported that the cases per 100,000 were bouncing around in St. Albans. We had a peak then a trough, then a peak, and so on and so on. But when we recorded last month's edition, we noted that cases had just dropped like a stone. Um, and they were at a peak of 2,348 on April the 28th. Last month when we broadcast, they were at 279. Um, and guess what? They're, they're down even further right now. So at the date of recording, we're down to 226 uh, cases per 100,000. And that's just below the Hertfordshire average? That's below the Hertfordshire average, yes. The, um, the Hertfordshire average is 275. And the average in London right now is 423. Okay. And, and in London, it's rising again. And this, this basically is because of the variant that's uh, circulating at the moment. The main uh, variant in St Albans is the BA1 variant. That's accounts for at least 75% of cases in St Albans. But in London, there's two new variants, a BA4 and a BA5, which are actually attacking the liver and therefore are more serious. And, that's, and those are the ones that are rising at the moment. So there's concern that, um, although it's nice and sunny to, uh, at the moment and, um, and therefore COVID is likely to be less in the summer, it could actually come back with a bit of a, of a vengeance at the moment, in, the next, uh, in the next few weeks, particularly that's what's happening in London. So if that comes out to here, that's, that's what we are likely to experience. Okay. I, I am still slightly, um, I don't know, aghast now at numbers be, be, with regard to COVID because now that the, there is no longer a need to report it and you have to pay to even get a test to confirm it, yep. I, I really don't know how much faith we can place in the numbers anymore because... It just seems like I don't know. It, I thought that the 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 chances of them being um, accurate, I would have thought, are considerably less than they would have been a year ago. Yeah, but I think I think we can see the trends. Trend, okay, but um, whether they're as accurate as they were before, I think. Because I suppose the level of accuracy. If it's dropped, it would have dropped universally. It wouldn't be that like one area is going to be more honest than another. It would be largely speaking, it would yep, be the same. Largely speaking. So yes, I, I guess then in that sense, we can see that perhaps there's there's higher cases in London than here at the moment. Yep. We can see that we're slightly lower. So the number itself may be less 
important, yeah. but it's the trend that exactly. it shows. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, um, what about um, long COVID as well? Because um, I think you've got some information about about what that's doing at the minute. Yeah, I actually um, got picked picked this up this morning actually, um, the day of recording, which is uh, Wednesday the fifteenth of June, um, and. Uh, there are around 4,000 cases in St Albans of, um, of long COVID. That was higher than I would have expected. And how does that compare to elsewhere? Do you, do you happen to know? Is that is that higher? Is that about average? I think we're about average from what, right. from what I could see this morning. So, okay. yes, that's, um, that's there. Do, and, do uh, we happen to know with long COVID? Is, um, see, I have this assumption, but I might be completely wrong on this. But, but I, I have the impression that people with long COVID probably have it because they caught covid earlier and that since things like the vaccine it's reduced the chances of long covid significantly but i'm not entirely sure if that's anecdotal or whether there's anything that truly backs that up well it, there, there were more cases of long covid sort of in the earlier stages than there are now right but there are still some cases and and, and, and indeed that may be because people weren't vaccinated at the time and so uh, Mm. That's quite possible. Uh, uh, we had somebody here on the podcast a couple of weeks ago from the local Hertfordshire branch of the ME mm. and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome yeah. um, Association uh, or support group, and and they were saying that that the not not trying to sort of put anything other not trying to put any other spin on this, but certainly one of the upshots of long COVID is the amount of money that is being put into the research into long COVID, which is hope to have a, a significant impact on sufferers of ME and chronic fatigue syndrome and those sorts of conditions because it is felt that there's, there is probably a connection so any developments found in the treatment of long COVID could help people with other conditions as well mm. yes it crosses over oh just one last thing on COVID mm-hmm. um, hospitalisation has found quite considerably from last month so last month there were 85 people in Watford that's now down to 28 um and in Lister, it's down from 73 to 34. So that really is a big drop in, in hospitalizations. And I guess that's probably the most significant number at the moment. It is, is the hospital. Because for a start, that's a fixed number. That, that isn't one that's, that, that is open to, uh, to, to, to <laughs> dispute in any way. Well, you know, because it's not like hospitals have to pay to declare, is it? They're, so, um, yeah. So, Those are pretty solid figures. Yeah. Okay. And that, that is looking, looking good at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we shall see. Now, you also mentioned earlier, um, I don't know if you remember this, but you talked about, you wanted to talk about memory and forgetfulness. I do. There's some new um, new researchers out, so I thought that um, we'd just have a little look at that this month. So, um, have you ever experienced the embarrassment of forgetting to do the important things that you promised to do? (laughs) All the time. Don't look at me like that. All the time. Just once or twice. (laughs) No, (laughs) frequently. Um, I forget people's names. People I've known, I know really well. If I get if I get particularly nervous, I forget their name. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a quite a common one, isn't it? But here's the interesting thing: whether you remember or forget is simply down to luck, absolute luck. Okay. So, in the morning, if you decide to call a friend later that day, um, then during the intervening time, you'll you'll probably buy some groceries for dinner and pick up the kids from the after school club. And you'll do lots of other things, and therefore you've got lots of things that you need to remember, and they're all working in parallel. And they're rather like horses in a, in a horse race. Some of them will get to the um, at the finish line, and, and you'll remember them, and, and others you'll forget. Um, and again, that, that is simply down to luck. Um, so when we do things like that, we'll say, I'll 
I'll call you this evening. That goes into what's called working memory. We have a long-term memory which is outside of our consciousness and is just there all the time. But if we do something temporary, like I call you this evening, then that goes into working memory. And working memory is is limited. Um, it has a limited capacity, and uh, it's the direct. The, the longer it's in there, the more likely it is that uh, you won't remember it. So, um, but there there is a way around this. There is a way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if 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 you think of saying saying to yourself. Um, I want to have my yellow pill immediately after I've eaten dinner this evening. You're much more likely to remember that. Because you're associating it to something else. Exactly. And that'll cause the trigger to, okay. to remember. When I was, uh, I, I, I was in a play um, a year or so back, and uh, a, a friend of mine... And you did it very well indeed, sir. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Mel Wall, who, you never know, you might, she might be listening. Hello, Mel. Uh, she said to me about associating your lines with the previous lines, and, and that one of the ways that she remembered her, her lines was, was actually because she could think of a link between each line so there'd be a word in a, in one line but it related to the previous word previous line in some way or the you know, the previous sentence or the yep. previous bit of dialogue and and so th- those things were triggers because then you think oh yeah i've just said that thing about a cabin and so the next thing where i mentioned about a tree because trees are trees are wood and woods cabin you know and you, yep. you know and the it, association yeah, yeah yeah so there was like an association to it and 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 yeah but but as for life i just have to rely on my phone now <laughs> so if, I, if i've said if i've said oh, i'll call you tonight alan if i don't make a set a reminder in my phone for it no chance <laughs> if we agree to meet for a coffee and I don't put it in my phone straight away no chance uh, well, won't, a, won't happen that's a good way of prompting it <laughs> yeah but I'm then relying on something and then what happens when I lose my phone if there's a, if there's a way I can improve my memory in the first place anyway <laughs> anyway but um, no I thought that was quite interesting that this working memory is a uh, is, is, is very interesting um, phenomenon and uh, thinking of ideas as, as a racehorse I thought was quite a quite an interesting line so some so some of those ideas might make the finish line some might have to get Drop, put down dropped by the wayside and it's all down to luck <laughs> hi I'm Chris Aikman join me local author Howard Linsky and St Albans podcast producer Sam Rolfe for this St Albans film guide each week one of us will guide you through the new releases at the cinema and on streaming services We'll also give you our choice of the best films to watch on UK free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So if you're a film lover, join us for a chat about all things movie-related every week as part of the St Albans podcast. New episodes will be released every Friday morning. For more information, visit stalbanspodcast.com or find us where any good podcasts are found. We're back with the magnificent Matt Adams. Yeah, thank you, uh, Danny Smith. <laughs> Most people, if they try to come back on that, they all land on the same word, which is often desperate, and I don't, I don't know why. Anyway. Right. Um, it's next story. It, it, bear with me, because it sounds a bit dry, but it's actually, if you think about it, there's, you know, there's a lot of mileage in it. Now, um, some parts of St Albans, uh, Sandridge, St Stephen's, uh, Colney Heath, uh, Marsh, no, not Marshwick, um, London Colney, for example, have parish councils. So it's a different tier of local government. So they're real grassroots level um, bodies. They're, again, all, you know, elected officials, but they're, they're working for people uh, within those communities in a very, very sort of ultra local level. Now, um, it's all very well and good, but there's a lot of St Albans where they don't have that level of representation. Places like uh, Sopwell, Verulam, uh, Hillend, 
burn the teeth, batchwood, those sort of areas. Now, what is being mooted, and this is on the back of a, a nationwide uh, review of um, local government as part of the levelling up paper, they're looking at bringing in a new, another tier of, of government. So it would be like a city council or but that you know that might not might not necessarily be what it's called, but it it would represent people real sort of that bottom level of of local government. So say you had you know had issues with um, uh, street cleaning or rough, rubbish connection, you'd go to that that level rather than the district council, who'd be more of an oversight. So um, this the only so you know the the positives about this is that, you know it really would. Um, it would make it more difficult for councillors who aren't in St Albans to interfere in, mat- in local matters. So the big thing about pedestrianisation would be dealt with by the city council. But, the, you know, the downside is, you know, an increase in council tax. Um, so people who live in, in Harpenden, for example, contribute towards the town council and parish council, uh, uh, parish council, um, trying to think of the right word, the electorate for the parish council also contribute towards it. Um, so you know, quid pro quo, but um, it's quite interesting. This is being thrown up at the moment, and I, you know, it it if it's agreed, then it will go ahead uh, in time for next uh, May's election. So you could find you're electing your city councillor as well as your district councillor, your county councillor, and so on. So um, it make the ballot paper a bit bigger. So I suppose one thing that perhaps could be said to listeners at the moment who might be thinking, "Was well, this a good thing? You know, do we want another level of bureaucracy?" you might want to know somebody who already lives somewhere where there's a parish council as well as the the the, the city council and and maybe you know you could you could ask them the benefits of that absolutely because, because the, you know, there are parts of St Albans where this would already be in in, in effect or, or part of the district where there is already a, a I think Sandridge you said you know well, I think Harpenden is the best example really because the town council there have taken control of the parks um they deal with um events um uh, parking all sorts of things and it's really you know that they're, they're, the control they have now it's given them a real autonomy away from you know St Albans as it were and and also the cost of having that the the, the you know the right to have that extra group working for you works out around about four pounds a month which isn't a bad um, you know, oh, fi- very good. Yeah, I just did the sums there because I thought <laughs> fifty quid. Fifty quid, but when you spread it over the the yeah, year, it's about yeah. it's about four pounds a month. I know, which isn't a lot. What's, what, a pound a week. Mm. Um, yeah, good. I did that as well, all on my own. <laughs> um, but, but you know, perhaps people in Harpenden will say it's worth it. It's yeah. worth every penny to have that. That I extra think that group. a lot of people would argue the case. Yeah, because those areas perhaps maybe sometimes feel a tad neglected, and 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 it it means then that there'll be a dedicated team that are just focused on their their patch yes yeah i mean obviously they've got district council and stuff but they're still part of a bigger whole so Mm. this would be a you know much smaller organization who you know making a a real difference locally would this have any impact on the size of the council going forward no it wouldn't because it's not you know that the size of parish councils and town councils don't impact directly on the okay on the district council i just wondered that if somewhere i don't know bernard's heath suddenly had you know its own little parish council whether it would then require as many councillors representing it, well, you still need to feed to up. Yeah, you need to need to feed up, and they would. You know, the, there's a lot more that goes on at a district council level that a lot of people aren't aware of. Okay, all right. So, uh, so this could be good news for some areas where mm. maybe they're not feeling oh, yeah. they get as much yeah. representation. If, you could, if you're prepared to, you know, meet the financial um, burden of it, I think it's a. It can only be a good thing. 
and, and you know just to stress as well that, that those figures just mentioned that's what it is in Harpenden at the moment that's no indication that that's what it's going to cost no us, but, but it's just a, a lot of lot bigger area really if you consider it yeah so, um yeah. so it just gives an idea though of what mm. it what it might end up because i suppose these days often people say okay but what's it going to cost that sounds yeah. lovely but how much yeah it is a valid thing but anyway more more news about that and about all the other things as well going on locally you can find uh, on the hearts ad website uh, more from matt in a moment we're back with bellinger Hi, Smith. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was about time we talked again about the 111 service. I have a little reminder about um, what they're up to. We're very lucky in Hertfordshire because our provider is certainly you know, one, of the, one of the leading ones in the country. So I think we all know that um, we call 11 if we're concerned about health or well-being 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, the calls are answered by a health advisor and they ask you a, a series of questions in order to assess how urgent it is. This is the interesting thing about um, urgent care they're not trying to diagnose the problem they're simply trying to assess the urgency in dealing with the problem and so it's a completely different ask to what we would normally ask the surgery to do for us mm. um, and um, the 111 service is made up of far more than just the person answering the phone there's, um, there's uh, different levels of nurse practitioners doctors and dentists and paramedics there so uh, if there's an urgent situation they can they can deal with it there and then on um, on the phone or, or even send a doctor out if it's absolutely essential now you know a lot about this because you've actually seen what it's like on the other side haven't you you've 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 um, been to um, one of the one 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 centres. The one 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 in service is, is, is headquartered in Welling, and I was I was there for a for a day watching them, and I it's, it was just a brilliant service. Okay. Um, and and of course they can they can actually book appointments for you. So if you need to go to urgent care, if they if you're calling them and they diagnose that the, or assess that the best way of responding to your needs is to book you in urgent care they can actually book the appointment for you either at urgent care or at, or even at A&E and um, and that's great because it just saves you having to wait around so long well okay so, so if they booked an appointment for you to go to urgent care is there a reasonable chance then that you would get seen at that appointment time or is it this that they say yeah turn up and then you're still waiting eight hours no no it's a very reasonable chance that you'll be seen on time the only if they've had a really serious case earlier and had to shift appointments back a bit but um oh so, so if you need to go to urgent care if you think you need to go phone 111 phone first, first yes. and then they can they can save you that that excruciatingly long wait time that you might have exactly or they might even save you having to go together if they don't think it's that serious it, it, indeed they can they can assess it and tell you what the best route is okay now, now there's something else that you, you're going to talk about and i i kind of think this is something short of of, of some kind of miracle on a par with walking on water <laughs> But they can make doctor's appointments? They can make doctor's appointments too, yes. They have access to doctor's uh, um, appointment lists. And uh, so the, the doctors have, do have to keep a certain, a certain number of appointments back and not make them visible to us as patients, just in case they have emergencies that come in and, uh, and, and triage says they have to be seen. So um, they do have those appointments. And actually, the uh, 111 can actually book into those appointments. They can see the they can see the uh, availability online and, um, and book it in as appropriate. And that's any doctor surgery in our area. They all they can they can book you in no matter who you're with. That's right. Okay. Uh, so well, yeah. So I mean, it's a great service. 
Now, you can, of course, you can phone, and it's 111, but they do also have an online service, don't they? That's it, yes. If you, if you, um, there is an online symptom checker, and it's, it's quite useful if you think, should I call 111 or shouldn't I? Um, just go online. It'll only take you two or three minutes to go through it. But they'll ask you online a series of questions and assess the symptoms. And as out of that, they can tell you how urgent um, it is. So that, that indeed is a very useful way of looking at it, particularly if you're not sure whether you should bother them or not. Okay. Uh, and and I, I understand that if you get through that and you still need to be seen, you can request them to give you a call at the yes. end of it so yeah. uh, that that can be one of the outcomes is that they it will is. call you it's a very useful service okay that's the, that's the 111 service highly recommended by our very own health correspondent Alan Bellinger now Alan we're going to end with um, something that's come off the back of a recent BBC Panorama um, documentary where they were uh, claiming that uh, I, I, I want to get this right here because <laughs> don't wish to get in any way into trouble um, so they were claiming that that one of the UK's biggest chains of GP practices so GP practices can be owned by private companies and there's one that's um, owns a lot of GP practices the biggest chain of them and and they were claiming that that they were using less qualified staff to see patients without a- adequate supervision so they were they were using um, physician associates uh, and they were claiming that this was being done because they were cheaper than GPs. Yep. Um, so, and you want to you want to talk on this, don't you? The, the, that was the Panorama program, and I think I think um, it raised a lot of questions. That program is well worth calling up on um, uh, on the iPlayer if um, if if you haven't seen it already. Um, so let's just say, is this good or is this bad? Um, so first of all, we know that there is a, a critical shortage of GPs in our area. So anything that can be done to make the GP time more productive is really great for everyone. Um, and, and the point is, it's great for everyone as long as it's safe. Um, so the, there is a tendency to, to um, let uh, nurses and lower qualified G, GPs, doctors... Um, well, take, you, you just mentioned, them. didn't you, that 111 use nurse practitioners, exactly. uh, paramedics, they, exactly. they use other people as well. Yes, um, and, and so if uh, there are people there that can help in, in not in terms of really acute and difficult cases but certainly in time, terms of the, um, the the cases that are more easily dealt with than, than the ones that the GP needs to see and there are people therefore that can do it so, so overall I would argue it is a very good thing that um, other people are seeing uh, cases that are less challenging than, than, than others um, but there's different types of, of people then that can see us and um, uh, the, the, some of them are, are nurses like the advanced nurse practitioner that we were talking about earlier but there's another group that uh, and this is what particularly what the, um, the Panorama program was looking at another group called Physician Associates um, and technically they are not nurses they are like more like a a junior less qualified doctor um, but they're trained like a doctor in a very intense two years master's degree level so this is not this is not a you know a, 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 a minuscule little program this is quite a, a comprehensive program two years at a master's level um, so are they good things well in, in general terms yes um, overall it's a good way of looking at things and it proves a service both to 
most challenging and less challenging cases. So, so the, the panorama documentary was 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 actually wasn't necessarily criticising the use of them, but it was criticising their lack of supervision um, in this particular um, group of doctors' practices. Is that right? That's right, and and that is the big thing. How well are they monitored? How well are they? Um, what they're doing assessed by someone else, reviewed by someone else and, ver- and verified that uh, they've made the right decisions. And so it's, it's all down to supervision and do, down to processes within the surgery. So if, if we hear that we've got in our own doctor's practices locally that there are physician associates being used, should we actually see then that then as a good thing? We should indeed. Um, we can assume we can assume that they are being well monitored and and the processes are there to support them mm. um, but so as long as that is happening then that's a very good thing that to take forward so uh, yeah it's it, it's not necessarily to be frowned on it's not necessarily to be seen as a cost-cutting exercise it's much more making good use of the doctor's scarce time Okay, great. Well, thank you for that. Um, the uh, various um, items that Alan has covered can all be found in the article that he has written, which you can find on our website, com, and the link to that article is also in the description of this episode right now. Alan, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you next month. Thanks, Danny. Look forward to, to an even more sunny um, July. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell and the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's one-to-one with Elspeth, part of the St Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. One more news story now from my mate Matt Adams. See, more alliteration ah. there. Marvellous, magnificent and my mate. I know you're preferring two of those to the third, but never mind. Deal with, <laughs> deal with it. Right. Well, this is um, a, an update on a story we first covered back in June 2021, so a year on. Uh, and it was about um, the Verulam Estate, which is around by uh, sort of King Henry Laneway. Um, it's a... a um, it's an issue about who owns the green spaces that basically make up the look of the estate. So they're those sort of vergy bits that you get in between um, uh, houses that um, just make it look nice and green and, and you know, give it that sort of um, the feel that, they, and that makes up its character, really. Now, when the, pre- the original developer of the uh, estate went into liquidation, um, a lot of this land was put up for auction. Uh, even though there's like a question mark over actually who owns it because for years it's been treated as public space and um, you know the council would put up um, you know no ball games in the vicinity all these sort of signs and they the council maintained it uh, and people used it for you know the community community would use these areas as you know as general public public space as it were now there's a there's a large area um two two large areas first lot of land was 15 odd acres and the second one was four acres 
Now, um, what we've seen today um, or this week is the first um, signs of any of these, this land being developed. Now, this is a, 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 a sort of a corner of a of two roads, uh, Westfields and Windridge Close. There's a small area of green space there um, where plans have been submitted for a four-bedroom house. Now, um, if your listeners look at the pictures uh, accompanying the story, it's not a big area of land at all. And to stick a house there would be very out, um, out of keeping with the rest of the estate. And ultimately, it sets a very dangerous precedent um, because this could trigger the rest of these areas being developed and you know huge amount of infill um completely transform the area um you know the, the local residents group are very very um active in campaigning against this and the plans i believe are going to be called in if they haven't been already um, which means that there there, there will be a, a level of debate um public consultation councillor debate but it's um yeah it's the you know the first sign that this what what was you know with something we warned about back in back last year is now sort of bearing fruit it, i mean it is such a shame isn't it because because anyone who knows that area it, it, there are some lovely patches of green space in in that housing area and and to have you know to see the like the trees the lawns the those patches disappear mm. and not only to see them disappear but then suddenly to see housing crammed into those spaces it would yeah you can only imagine what what impact that would have on 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 the existing houses there on the infrastructure what it would do to the traffic you know all those sorts of things it would it would fundamentally change it wouldn't it yeah i mean and this this area that they were looking at to stick a four-bedroom house there would just dwarf the rest of the um the area and you know i don't think you'd even have room for a garden or maybe a, a small driveway so you know you've got all these knock-on effects and um and yet you know this was something that I think people were predicting last year that's bearing fruit. It's such a shame, isn't it? Now, I mean, what's, what, what are their chances of being able to fight this? Well, it's not, you know, something, you know, a lot of developments around here go through an appeal because of the lack of a local plan. But I can't see this, the, the argument being that, you know, this is going to fundamentally change the housing shortfall in St Albans. You know, one four bed is not enough to you know, tip the scales. So um, hopefully it will be rejected for the good of you know the, the neighbors mm, okay and and if people listening are sort of impacted by this is there like a petition they can sign uh, is there the best thing to do is comment on the planning application and there's a link in the story right okay so check out heartsad.co.uk find that story find the link and and make your voice heard yes indeed thank you thanks matt if if ever you you need a reminder of what local news does it's this sort of thing it's it's you know championing for the residents it's 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 helping the fight it's helping to to spread the news of what is happening locally and, and this is exactly that so thank you no worries for, for doing that um and I'm sure I speak on behalf of others as well. Or some. Yeah. A few. <laughs> some people out there that are grateful for, for the work that you guys do. Uh, so that's it for another edition of the, of the Hearts Advertise, of the St. Albans <laughs> podcast. Uh, thank you to Matt uh, for, for his, uh, his continued uh, support uh, for us as well in bringing these stories. Thanks also to Alan Bellinger, our health correspondent. Next week, we have uh, books with Claire Hobber, plus more local news as well. Find out more about our other shows that come up as well on this here network of ours uh, on our website, stalmanspodcast.com and also on the social media channels on Facebook, Twitter and Insta think, Instagram. Uh, we're, we're on all of those as well and uh, we'll see you again real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to this edition of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice. This will help us reach more listeners. Join us, the St. Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with the Heart Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.